this week, Capcom goes beyond PlayStation 5 might be getting a pro version in 2024 and much more because this is the Nerd Cave News and I am one of your hosts, Zach Dykes. Derek is out on assignment this week. He's being a good little boy. He's working in his job. But guys, this episode is brought to you by the Epic Game Store and our wonderful patrons, but more on that later. Let's jump into the gaming discussion this week. First up, the Capcom Spotlight announcement. There's a ton of stuff we're going to get into. Capcom just came in and was just like, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And yes, it feels weird not having a name. I 100% agree with Amy. It feels weird not having a name for Derek tonight. But, uh, you know, we'll go with my favorite, my number one, Delafino Warrior Princess. Because Derek is a warrior princess, guys, at heart. Just letting y'all know that. At heart, he's a warrior princess. Well, let's get into the gaming discussion. First up, Capcom Spotlight Announcements. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection adds new content. Releasing April 14th, this collection will include 499 patch cards that were previ previously exclusive to the Japan as physical collectibles. Now all players will be able to use the cards in Battle Network 4 and onwards. The developers also introduce Mega Buster Mode, which amplifies your attack by 100 to get you through battle battles faster. Um, you know, I'm glad that they're continuing to work on this game, continue to support it, and that, you know, people outside of Japan are actually getting more of this game, that they're getting 499 patch cards. That's a ton. That's a ton. So excited for them. Second on the Capcom spotlight, we get some more Street Fighter news. Street Fighter 6 unveils a new commentator. The eighth commentator, Hakiru Takeshi, has been revealed. All commentators will have subtitles in 13 languages, which is dope. Capcom also revealed that Capcom Pro Tour 2023 will feature Street Fighter 6 instead of, you know, Street Fighter 5. So that's dope getting another commentator and that there'll be subtitles in 13 different languages. So cannot wait uh, to see more about Street Fighter 6. There's a ton of fighting games coming out this year alone. We're getting Tekken. We're getting Street Fighter. We're getting Mortal Kombat. We're getting the new Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkaichi, which I think I'm the most excited about that. Uh, so a ton of cool things coming in the fighting community. Let's move on to our third in the Capcom Spotlight. Exo Primal gets a release date coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, and the Xbox One and Steam on July 14th. The game will always be online and require a constant internet connection. There will be an open beta test with across with cross-platform matchmaking from March 17th through the 19th. So if you're watching this live tomorrow, if you're watching this later, you might have already missed it. But we do have a trailer. Uh, there's possible language i'm just going to warn everybody uh that there's possible language in this uh trailer but uh let's check it out and let's see uh what exoprimal has got for us in every war game ace really is getting pulled back three years into the past back to 2014 right before the stradivader fails <laughs> you're a time traveler Kind of makes me feel like, uh, why are there dinosaurs? 
What in the world? Okay, Exoprimal makes a little bit more sense now. Three years ago? She's alive on that island in the past. Dang, I want to be that dude. That dude's got all the guns. It feels like a futuristic Turok and like Anthem, like had a baby kind of thing. That's what this feels like. Huh. Oh, that, that definitely makes me feel like uh, Metal Gear Solid um, Revenge. Like, I wonder if there's like character customization and all that. Chief. Chief. What? We getting some timey wimey stuff up in here. Another exo fighter recruit, right? Mmm. Welcome to Ivius. Okay, so we getting like some uh, character creation and everything. Pretty dope, y'all. Like, um. I didn't really remember anything about him. I'm just going to be 100% honest, but uh, kind of it's like a cross between like Turok and Anthem in there. And it's got some cool looking stuff like Capcom definitely has like its own like gameplay. Like maybe ah, that Dead Rising. It definitely feels like some Dead Rising <laughs> instead of zombies. We're getting uh, the, the old dinosaurs and everything. But uh, again, open beta test is going to be this actually weekend and everything so if you want to check it out uh go and sign up for it it's gonna be a ton of fun and uh yeah bet is always great they're always so it's a ton of ton of fun and some of them are actually getting letting you keep your progress these days which is pretty dope let's move on next bit of capcom news resident evil special demo out now the chainsaw demo takes place at the beginning of the game when leon's first encounters the iconic european village there's no time limit so you can play it as many times as you want you know a lot of people looking forward to resident evil 4 remake it looks great uh you know the chainsaws like we we if you've if you've been around while uh, long enough, you know the chainsaws and chainsaw dudes with a, looks like he's got like a grocery bag on his head uh, from <laughs> Resident Evil Four and everything. They're iconic. Uh, so, but I'm glad that there's not a time limit um, and that you can play it as many times as you want. A lot of um, I, I know it's been more of a trend where kind of like putting time constraints on your demos and everything um in the recent past uh so glad to see it go check it out resident evil special demo out right now well, let's move on to some monster hunter rise sunbreak 
is coming out to PlayStation and Xbox. The expansion launches April 28th. A digital event is set for April to share info on the next title update for Switch and Steam players. So if you're big into the Monster Hunter Rise side of things, we're getting the update for some break and everything. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I really want to try out Monster Hunter Rise, but I, I like the Wulong... Uh, game looks really really good and i hope that they've patched a lot of the things uh, because it it looks so cool it looks so cool so i cannot wait to see what more monster hunter can do because wulong has some really interesting things uh, that i think will propel monster hunter to do even better uh with like building and everything in wulong you can build like these structures you can build things to better traverse the environment to better to take down uh these different monsters and everything and the monsters in wulong are pretty interesting as well so maybe we'll get, we'll check that out i don't know i don't know well, let's move on to our second big story of the night. Square Enix CEO Yusuke Masuda hopes you will look forward to the blockchain games and the company's pipeline. Boo hiss, boo hiss. Despite the discord from fans about NFT and blockchain titles, Yusuke Masuda, CEO of Square Enix, is still optimistic that players and investors will anticipate their upcoming blockchain games. However, if they continue pressing ahead with these initiatives without careful consideration, it could spell disaster for them. Of course, none of these games have yet to release, so we still have need to wait to see what shape these blockchain projects actually take. The current state of the blockchain games, however, doesn't inspire much confidence. Masuda gave this confidence gave this comment on upcoming blockchain games in response to an investor being concerned that the sales from Final Fantasy franchise and other major titles might be too good, too high for Square Enix to keep growing. Major title launches will not be not be concentrated solely in physical year 2024. We have organized our pipeline so that we will not that we will have a good spread for release in physical year 2025 and beyond as well. We also hope that you will look forward to the blockchain games we plan to launch in fiscal year 2024 and thereafter. Um, so my take on this, a lot of people have tried to push NFT blockchain stuff. Uh, we saw the big issue with the, crypto zoo with logan paul and everything and of course like if you haven't checked out coffeezilla's like three-part series on that go check it out it's really really good but a lot of people have already lost faith with nfts i never had faith in nft or the blockchain and a lot of these companies a lot of gaming companies really rush to try to go do this and i hate talking about nfts it's literally like one of the forbidden things to talk about on this on this show but you know, when Square Enix, when their CEO has his head so far in the sand, it's like people do not trust this because they've been burned so many times. There have been so many scams. And we also see how short the lifespan of games are these days, especially games as a service. Anything that is dealing with, um, you know, gaming long term is really hard to promise these days because if people aren't playing it, if people aren't pouring money into it, then game companies cut games really quick uh, so they can move on to the next thing because they do eat up so much 
uh, money. You know, it takes money to keep developers working on games, keeping servers up and everything, and seeing like them pushing towards more blockchain games, trying to bring that into that. I think they are, you know, kind of being brazen about this. Um, but seeing what they are doing with, you know, Square Enix and everything, they cut ties with their Western side of things. But I think Square Enix is trying to position themselves for a potential buyout. This is something that I've been constantly, you know, predicting is like we, I think we will either get Square Enix or Konami having a buyout uh, in the near next two years or so. Um, but I think Square Enix is trying to position themselves as a viable uh, company where they can have the product, have all of these things, so people would want to buy them, uh, it be it, you know. I, I think, like, the clear choice would be, of course, Sony. Uh, it would be really interesting to see Nintendo go with Square Enix, but I highly doubt it. But I think the one that would be really interesting would be Microsoft uh, because they did have – they Microsoft and the Japanese audience have always kind of been like uh, at a, at a – not necessarily odds, but they never really like communicated fully. But once Phil Spencer got in there, they definitely have like brought more JRPGs, more Japanese-type games to Xbox. Xbox has done a little bit better in the X and S series – um, this time around over in Japan, of course, you know, switch and PlayStation are doing much better, but for Xbox, they're slowly pushing a little bit more into that market, not completely, but they are doing a little bit better. But I'm saying all of this is I think the blockchain should not be focused on. I think if Square Enix wants to, you know, look forward to the future and everything, they need to be developing better games, uh, not just final fantasy, because we saw with, uh, Forspoken that they closed Luminous Studios and like th there's been so many issues around Square Enix so it's like they need to definitely put their money where their mouth is and not try to go with something that is not known I'm not saying don't take risk I'm saying people don't like NFTs and people don't trust the blockchain and with all the financial issues going around in the world people don't want to bet on something that is not going to make the money or not be secure so that brings us to our ad mid-roll guys you can support us by using creator code nerdcave at checkout in the epic game store you can get them free games you can it all of it helps us out guys you can get hogwarts legacy you can get v bucks you can get awesome sony games uh which i think the uh, last of us is fixing to come out on pc the remake you should check that out horizon zero dawn is on there god of war ragnarok returnal is on there one of these days we'll get ghost of Tsushima over on uh the epic game store and everything so guys if you're over on pc if you're if you're a part of the master race uh use our creator code nerd cave at checkout and you can also do that on v bucks or any cards you buy in uh, rocket league all of that goes to support us and it doesn't cost you any more than just buying what you what you want no nfts 100 i agree no nfts but you know what i say yes to i say yes to the playstation news let's jump into it a ps5 pro is reportedly in development with a release possibly due in late 2024 this is a separate product <coughs> excuse me 
This is a separate product to the already rumored PS5 with a detachable disk drive, which is supposedly going to launch later this year and is expected to phase out the current version of Sony's home console. Details are thin on the ground right now, but it has been suggested Sony is looking to accelerate ray tracing performance in games, according to a patent published by Sony's Mark Cerny. If you don't know who Mark Cerny is, man is a flipping genius. A PS5 Pro would certainly fit the bill in this respect although nothing has been confirmed by sony yet sony previously released a ps4 pro as a mid-cycle refresh and with insider gaming reporting that ps6 <clears throat> is not expected to launch until around 2028 it looks like the format holder is looking to extend the current life cycle around the same length as the previous generation um <clears throat> with all of this we've seen the ps4 pro we've seen slim versions we we've seen this and not just playstation but we also see them with you know the oled uh with switch we've seen it with the xbox one the xbox one x the xbox and we've seen it with all you know the elite to all of these things we've seen it time and time again <clears throat> i don't think there's anything different than that i think sony is trying to essentially put out a more powerful version of the PlayStation 5, which is really powerful, but it is several years old at this point. Not everybody has gotten one because of supply chain issues and everything. But <clears throat> I think at this point, it's like, yes, you need to be forethinking to what is to come. So putting out a PlayStation 5 in pro in 2024 makes sense. It's about halfway through the cycle. And then we'll get, you know, in 2028, the new ps6 or whatever so it, it's kind of par for the course uh i'm excited to see what kind of stuff that they pack into this thing uh mark cerny like i said is a genius uh if you need any kind of you know confirmation of that go watch him talk about the playstation 5 when it was like the the tech behind it and everything blew my mind i didn't know half the stuff he was saying but he's great. He's he's really really intelligent, and I think, you know, anything that he's behind, one hundred percent support. Let's move to the second Sony story. Microsoft's current offer offer to Sony for Call of Duty will quote irreparably harm competition and innovation in the industry, says Sony. <clears throat> Sony continues to argue that the deal is anti-competitive, and therefore cannot be allowed to happen. Its latest statement reported by Axios reporter Stephen Tutilio, Sony says that the current offer that Microsoft is proposing regarding Call of Duty will irreparably harm competition and innovation in the industry. Redacted versions of the observations filed by SIE and Microsoft on the CMA's remedies notice were made public this week. <clears throat> Information regarding the terms of an offer made by Microsoft to provide future Call of Duty releases on PlayStation was redacted at the request of Microsoft. We believe their current offer will irrevocably harm competition and innovation in the industry, says Sony, even though the FTC has won, are the ones that are actually suing Microsoft over the deal. The UK CMAs are the ones who have more power to potentially block it from it happening. It's possible that CMA's decision will ultimately sway the course of the industry, at least for the next few years, if not beyond that. <clears throat> we we keep talking about this. 
this story keeps going. Uh, Jim Ryan is trying to block this uh, hardcore. Um, and at this point, it is. I feel like it's a done deal. Like, I feel like it is the CMAs are going to rule in favor of Microsoft. Like the, the pettiness, the, the, the issues that are going on and there to go a little bit further on the story. I was reading earlier today. There's several studios that have written letters in support of Microsoft's purchase of this, not just micro, not Microsoft studios, studios that are third party, uh, saying that it would help actually, you know, level the playing field with Sony and it would help Sony be more um, that it would actually challenge them, making them more competitive, thus making the industry better and everything. So uh, there's a lot of back and forth here. There is a lot of money going on. There's a lot of lobbying and everything. Um, but I do feel that <clears throat> eventually sometime this year, we will see the closure of all of these issues and that we will see Microsoft finally be able to purchase Activision Blizzard and be able to move forward and everything. Uh, I think Sony at this point needs to figure that out. <laughs> uh, like I know, I know in their minds if it's like the worst thing that could actually happen or whatever. But I think they need to realize it's like the times are changing, and they need to put themselves at a position to be to take advantage of that, to, to be on the better side of those things. Cause right now they're looking very childish. They're looking like, um, you know, just it's, just, you know, it's just business, but they, on the outside, all the gamers are like this. It's like when they wouldn't put cross play in there, everybody else was like down to do cross play and everything. But Sony was the one that was, you know, didn't want to play ball and everything, but the gamers finally won out and everything. So I, I feel like PlayStation, I said it last week, PlayStation had gone back to kind of PlayStation 3 era and everything with the way they're deciding things, the way they're messaging, the way they're acting. And it's kind of sad. It's like, I love PlayStation. Me and Derek are hardcore Sony fans and everything, but I love Microsoft as well. I, some of my favorite games are Microsoft games. Um, and, you know, I love what Phil Spencer has done with Microsoft. So I, I can only imagine how people you know that are on the outside and everything what this is doing to like their view on sony so only time will tell but i do think we will eventually get this uh to actually go through and then we'll start you know we'll start from there hopefully sony will realize before and you know not make stupid mistakes you know you 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 play stupid games you win stupid prizes you know what i mean <laughs> they got to get with the times exactly they got to get with the times and like if they would have had the money to purchase activision blizzard they would have tried it as well uh but they didn't you know and i think their reaction to you know microsoft buying bethesda was to buy you know they bought several smaller studios and then they bought uh destiny's developer bungie uh, also the developer of halo back in the day um and then, you know, Microsoft was like, okay, that's cool, man. You know, I'm glad y'all got, you know, Bungie. They're great guys. And it's like, uh, we're buying micro, uh, we're buying Activision Blizzard. And then they lost their mind because that's a very large, like Bethesda and, you know, Activision Blizzard. Those are like two major developing houses, companies and everything with several developers under those umbrellas and everything. 
So it's like if they had the money, I think they would have tried to go after it, but they don't have Microsoft money. Um, so it's it is what it is at this point. I think Sony needs to you know realize the writing's on the wall and you know try to get a good deal out of it. Try to mend some bridges that Jim Ryan has just been burning and ripping up and chunking at people and everything because he he's definitely muddied the messaging on all of this and made it seem very petty. Let's jump into some PlayStation quickies. Latest PS5 system update includes new animation for Platinum Trophy Unlock. PS Plus Essential April games lineup include Meet Your Maker. PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium games for March are highlighted by Ghostwire Tokyo, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Chia, Rainbow Six Extractions, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Sony's Shuhei Yoshida is being honored with a BAFTA fellowship. Congrats. Let's put some GGs in the chat for Shuhei Yoshida, my man, the 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 graceful one himself. Love him. Ah, he's that's amazing. Congrats, Shuhei. So, so happy for you, man. Forspoken has already been discontent discounted on the PlayStation Store. Forspoken, Forspoken launch sales were lackluster, says Square Enix. Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores being a PlayStation 5 exclusive allowed Guerrilla Games to charge forward in its development. Last of Us Bill's Town has been immortalized in Sims 4. HBO's The Last of Us Season 1 confirmed for physical release on July 17th. The Last of Us star Bella Ramsey has finally started playing the game. The Last of Us fin- finale pulled 8.2 million views. The Last of Us surpasses House of Dragon and whole season and whole season viewership. Neil Druckmann says they'd only consider recasting Bella Ramsey if she wanted to leave. The Last of Us two will have more infected. Uh, season two will also explore the infective hive mind in depth. And the Last of Us prequel was once planned with goal of exploring Ellie's mother. The Last of Us Part 1's PC specs have been revealed, and Neil Druckmann promises more info on The Last of Us multiplayer out later this year. It's a lot of cool news, a lot of awesome stuff in there. Uh, the premium games from March, uh, extra and premium and all of that, uh, some really good ones in there. If you have not checked out the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, you definitely should. Uh, the little bit that I played of Immortals Phoenix Rising was really good. And Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, very, very awesome. So uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff in there. And I cannot wait for uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. And he says, yeah, I saw something about her possibly being recast, but doesn't make sense if it's doing so well. I think it's like like the there's a time jump between um, one and two. And I think that's where people were like concerned or whatever. But at this point, this is like, She's doing a great job. She's, <clears throat> I didn't know this. Allie actually told me this. Like, she's like 18. I was like, what? <coughs> she doesn't look it, but she's like 18 and everything. So, because like in the show, she's supposed to be like 13. So, I think of it, some of it is like the way they've like, you know, dressed her, the way like her makeup and all of that is makes her look younger and everything. Plus, she is a shorter girl and everything so i don't know i i was 
I was very surprised that she was that old. I was like, what? But hey, that girl that uh that plays um I think it's Claire in uh Dairy Girls is like thirty something. I was like, what? That's that's crazy. Like, what is going on here? Guys, we got the Patreon quick hits. That means this next section is brought to you by our wonderful patrons. You can become part of the ship, part of the exclusive crew by going over to patreon.com slash nerdcave. You can go support us there, guys. You can pick up all cool, awesome stuff. You can, you can get all the cool things. You can help us make shows just like this, just like our exclusive stuff, and support all the streams that we do and everything that we're working on behind the scenes that you get a little looky look at, all those good things, by going to patreon.com slash nerdcave. Pick the tier that best fits you, and, uh, yeah, it helps us out a ton. Y'all, y'all, It really does. It really, really does. So let's jump in. I got to clear my throat with this one. There's not as much this week, thankfully, but the Patreon quick hits are as follows. The Lord of the Rings Gollum launches in September. Fortnite chapter four, season two, mega introduces Aaron Yeager skin, grind rails, and a neon cityscape. Fortnite drops support for Windows 7 and 8 computers, so if you're still playing on a Windows 7 and 8 computer, you gone. Epic Games ordered to pay $245 million in refunds to Fortnite players tricked into unwanted charges. Mm. A lot of the kids that uh, you know get mom and dad's credit card on their phones playing that. So um, $245 million, that's a lot. The Castillo Protocol, uh, yeah, the Callisto Protocol, uh, Contagion Muddle with new death animations are is out now. Outlast Trials enters PC early access May 18th. Xbox confirms it won't be at E3 2020 on the E3 2023 show floor. <clears throat> e3, E3 2023 organizers confirms AAA companies will appear as registration opens. PC versions of Rock Hay City releases March 18th or March 28th with console versions out in June. Hogwarts Legacy stats reveal 406 million hours played and 2 billion dark wizards vanquished. That's a lot. New Castlevania possibly hinted at a Konami trademark filing project Zykron. GameStop stocks movie starring Paul Dano and Nick Offerman premieres October 20th. AEW Fight Forever faces more setback as DCW opposes Fight Forever trademark. Silent Hill 2 Remake Studio doesn't rule out working on more games in the series. A job listing seems to indicate Mafia 4 may still be in pre-production. The next mainline Hitman game is a, on a little bit of a hiatus, says IO Interactive. There are no plans for Diablo 4 on Game Pass. Valheim is now available on Xbox Game Pass, while PlayStation's version not currently in the pipeline. Raid Shadow Legends is getting an animated show adaptation. Report Tim Cook Greenlit's Apple's VR headset release over objections of the design team. Tekken 8 unveils Martial Law. System Shock Remake releases for consoles still up in the air. PC launch due May 30th. Dead Island 2's game length is around 20 hours. 
Puzzle Quest 3 coming to PlayStation and Xbox on April 18th. Trine Identity gets April 11th release date. The FTC has filed a complaint against Microsoft for refusing to provide requested documents after 24 requests to do so. Mm. Resident Evil 4's DLC reportedly include Ada's Separate Ways campaign. Fuse Games is a new studio formed by X Criterion Leeds is working on a triple A title. Ghostwire Tokyo launches on Xbox on April 4, April 12th, along with Spider's Threads update. Uh, they're going to add like a few more uh, enemies and all of that. But I find it interesting. <clears throat> Sony has done this twice now uh, because they had to deal with Bethesda to get Deathloop um, for a year and then Ghostwire for a year. Uh, and before it goes out on uh, on Xbox and everything, because Xbox owns Bethesda now, and they did honor their deal, which I think you know is big of them uh, and legally of them. Uh, but um, PlayStation will put their game out on the free side of things, so people will get it on <laughs> on PlayStation and everything. Uh, but a few things that I did want to hit in there. Um, a lot of people not going to go into E3 2023. Like, I feel like, like it, it should be done by now. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've tried to bring it back. I love E3. E3 is like one of those times of year that just really like, it, it's just an exciting time. It's been that way since I was, you know, young in high school and everything. I remember watching Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, G4 covering E3 during the summer at my grandmother's house. Like it was such a cool time. It was like, I, I blocked out that time. I'm going to go watch E3 and everything and watch all the reveals, watch the, watch the, you know, the different, um, the different conversations, the different, you know, press conferences and everything. And, you know, going into where we would cover that on this channel and all of that and talk about it on the podcast and everything like E3 has been a huge part of my life, but the way E3 has gone where, you know, the big three have literally pulled out of the show and doing their own things and then EA doing their own thing, you know, it, it's definitely changed like the, the workflow of how E3 works. And now with Jeff Keighley having, you know, summer games fest and everything E3, like if you're not having these big companies there and yeah, you are open to the public, it's like, what AAA companies are you talking about? You know, you might might get Capcom, maybe Ubisoft. You know, Ubisoft has their own thing as well. Um, maybe Konami, which they're trying to get back into it. We were talking a little bit about Castlevania and everything. Like, it's it's one of those weird places. It's like, are we actually getting a good show? Or, you know, is the ticket worth the price type deal? Uh, so... I'm curious if E3 is going to last past this year. Uh, I think it it won't. I really don't think it will. And then Hogwarts Legacy, crushing it, guys. Continued to crush it. Uh, I saw, like, uh, you know, people were trying to, you know, comparing, like, Hogwarts Legacy sales to Elden Ring, which was a game buster, you know what I mean? But it is a niche game. Uh, but Hogwarts Legacy has sold crazy amounts of copies and i you know i think that's awesome you know a lot of people try to dog the game a lot of people you know it, it might not be as deep as you know like replayable as 
Elden Ring and everything, I think, you know, there is replayability in Hogwarts Legacy, but you look at it and it's like people have been wanting this game for years, you know, and just because you might not align with, you know, the views of somebody that doesn't even work on the game, it's like people are going to buy this game. People are going to want to enjoy it. People are going to, you know, do all of these things. So I'm glad about that. I'm, you know, I love that the people that put blood, sweat, and tears into it are, it's paying off. Two billion Doc Wizards been taken down, guys, and that's great. Uh, cannot wait to see what they do further for the game. Do we get Quidditch? Do we get some DLC on this? I know they're talking about more games, uh, but I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with all of that. But, guys, that is the news, and uh, I'm, you know, what, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, it was a, it was a little bit shorter of, uh, amount of news this week and everything, but a lot of cool stuff, uh, in coming out guys, there's a lot of games coming out. I'd love to hear what you're playing right now down in the comments. Uh, I've been working on some, uh, um, Plague Tale Requiem. I've jumped back into that game, trying to play a little bit of it. Um, I play Hogwarts on stream and everything. So, uh, I've been really enjoying Requiem. The The story is really cool. Like the, the the mechanics talked a little bit about last week and everything. Like the way they've improved the game is, is really, it's awesome. Like to see these smaller studios do such great things and everything. So let us know what you're playing down in the comments below. And guys, you can go support us over on patreon.com slash nerd cave. Uh, the, the more people to jump on that guys, we're working on trying to get an anime show going here. Uh, so once we hit 12 patrons over on patreon.com slash nerd we're going to be jumping into an anime show, which I know Derek's excited about. I'm excited about just to be able to sit down and just talk about anime. I know we've been chatting about it before and after shows and everything, but it's going to be awesome to be able to just sit down and chat about it, uh, without, having to, you know, interrupt it with anything else. It's going to be anime and get to talk about spy family and my hero academia and all the good stuff, guys, all that good stuff. So guys, thank you. If you haven't already hit that like button, this has been Zach and we'll see you next time.